Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. It's the Patreon pick for December, and this time went with something that was a bit more of a, I say, a classic, but I didn't know how much classic it was going to be the main <laughs> thing was it was sort of like those old black and white movies like drama type films that I went for this time something a bit off the the typical cliche stuff of christmas films so when I put this on and someone's oh is it going to be how much is christmas is going to be involved in it but it came under on the list of like Chris, top christmas films so i would say it is a christmas film it obviously it starts off with her buying a, a christmas tree and it's got christmas like lights it's revolving around a church and the religious side of christianity and everything like that so i feel like it's not commercialized christmas like elf or <laughs> santa claus or something like that but it's it's definitely an old traditional christmas film which i thought you'd appreciate yeah the... I, I feel like there's lots of similarities to it's a wonderful life in here and you've got quite a few characters from from there as well. They point out, yeah. So the film in question is called The Bishop's Wife and I would definitely say it's kind of like if you like It's a Wonderful Life, you'll probably enjoy this as a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. And I think that's, well, everyone knows that's... how I feel about It's a Wonderful Life. I'm, well, I don't know if they do actually, but yeah, I feel like they <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely adore mm. it. It's just one of those things you put on and it just makes you feel feel good. And I think this kind of, Somewhat gives you that in its own right, but still on the, not too far removed from it in a sense. Because one thing you've got a sort of guardian angel in a sense in this yeah. form of Cary Grant in this time. I know we covered bringing up Baby earlier in the year, so kind of feel like we've seen a few films of him this year. One other ones that have been not recorded, we've just watched in our own time. <clears throat> so I do think he does a really strong performance. However. He's not your typical angel. Not like in it, like for example, we'll stop comparing it to It's a Wonderful Life in a minute. But it's not like he's, he feels like he is looking out for Henry, but he's also quite good looking and quite smooth and a bit of a ladies' man and likes to. A, a big selling point for the film, I think, and the marketing. Trying well, back to, in the day, like, oh, he's a, a Cary Grantson, it's so, yeah. this will do well. Yeah. And smooth talking yeah. them and such. And he's not as much angel as the one in It's a Wonderful Life. Where Clarence, yeah. Yeah, he's really, you know, Clarence is, he's just there for George Bailey. Yeah. Whereas, I think, if anything, <laughs> Dudley is the angel in this, he's called, yeah. it's more there for the bishop's wife, pretty much. No pun intended. For having the title, just saying the title, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a the similarity of the, oh, they both sort of haven't got their wings yet or something. So <laughs> Which one came first? When was this film? So this came out in 1948 and It's a Wonderful Life came out in 1946. So two years ah, okay. difference. Yeah, okay, fair enough then. Yeah. So this yeah. is like It's a Wonderful Life light version. <laughs> I think it's not as impactful in its message. I know that sounds daft. Hmm. Wonderful. It's a Wonderful Life really hits you with the 
morals and lessons of like if you weren't on the earth what impact would you, you have, have and what would your life, life be like no. whereas this it's, is more it's more just your immediate family yeah and it's i know it's wonderful life is kind of classes now a christmas film because of the latter part taking place over christmas period but yeah this one is seems definitely more solely focused around the winter season and leading up to christmas and all that kind of stuff yeah it starts like it's obviously the november or december basically and it's within a month that all of this pretty much somewhat yeah happens i'd say yeah so just to set a bit of the scene just in case you don't know it's to do with henry who is a bishop and julia is his wife they've got a daughter called debbie who is zuzu from it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. and straight away i was like oh, it's just the voice you knew from the get-go i lost my pedals and <laughs> that that was like a selling point for me like seeing zuzu sorry debbie in <laughs> another limelight really i've not really seen her in anything else. Well, exactly yeah same and then later on there's you see a young George Bailey as well in like a wintry like snowball fight. Which scene. is quite ironic because he was in another snowball kind of ice <laughs> skating. Yeah, he fell, fell for the ice. Yeah. Always saved like, his younger brother, brother, didn't he? For the ice, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, he, he's there too as well. So. <laughs> so obviously back then you did have certain actors and actresses that like younger. So within, act- within the studio, they were yeah. kind of signed to that studio as opposed to now they're more free to just like move around different studios. Normally, they, they say back then it was kind of well, they were contracted and locked into mm. working exclusively on. And I think as well, it probably is once you've got them, there's not going to be as many studios probably back then as there is mm. nowadays. No, no, definitely so not. So you're kind of going to stick with that one because mm-hmm. it's better the devil you know. Mm-hmm. So with this, Henry used to have a little church in a little village where he, he was loved by everybody. He was able to devote his time and be there for the community and everything like that and everybody just cared for him, thought he was a great person. And then he got promoted to be bishop, which then meant he had to move and go to a bigger church and all of that and leave his loved ones and his community behind, in a sense. Mm -hmm. From that, he's got like a grand house and he's got a maid, which is... Matilda. Matilda. And, you know, he's he's got a lovely dog that looks like something from Peter Pan. So basically... We get to a point of where we can tell Henry's not happy. He's just he's, he's trying to build a cathedral. He's he's getting flack from Mrs. Hamilton, who's like, "Oh, I want it in as I want it." It's really like I don't care about you being too much of a perfectionist, Henry. About this, I want it just a, a certain way, and I want and it in this certain position, even though or wherever it's located, yeah. even though that's not feasible and it's going to impact on the people mm-hmm. living there and such. She's got enough money that oh, her late husband's given her that she just wants everything in her way, her manner, to kind of pay her respects mm-hmm. to her husband. Yeah. And so he's therefore like so self-obsessed with like finding perfection in this and so wrapped up in the, the work, essentially, of, of doing it. And this is, mm-hmm. obviously this is affecting his home life. Really, yep. with his daughter and his particularly his wife, I suppose, who's trying to be kind and everything, and that's why Dudley's coming down to nudge him in the right direction, I guess. Really, you notice be... it's always the men that need the nudge in the right direction. Same in Wonderful Life. <laughs> Never a woman who needs a angel coming down to look after, is it? Not that I've seen. No. no. Does that say? <laughs> well, to be fair, in this one, Dudley takes a shine more to the bishop's wife, um, Julia. So basically. In this, instead of taking on the workload, which 
he does offer, does Dudley. Mm-hmm. It's more Henry's like, oh no, no, you can't do that because the Mrs. Hamilton will want expect me to do this or expect me to be there. And he's trying to be his assistant, but in the end, he assists by entertaining his wife. Yeah, so he's too busy, so I'll I'll take her out to lunch and keep her happy and everything yeah. while you do all what you got to do, really. Which seems a bit bizarre, to be fair, as an angel perspective, but I think it is some clever form of trickery because he does make Henry jealous, mm-hmm. makes him realise, well, appreciate, I want to be... Yeah, appreciate it. You don't know what you've got till it's sort of gone. Yeah, I want to do that with my wife. Why are you making her happy? I should be making Mm. her happy. Yeah. Why are you having good times with her and getting jealous of the relationship they're building Mm -hmm. and realising, well, I used to have this. So obviously Dudley, in a clever way, has spun this web so that Henry gets this realisation of, actually, yes, I've got a wonderful wife right in front of me. I need to basically figure out my work-life balance. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, which is a lesson that we can all try and take from in in, in our daily lives, isn't it? It's really, you know, we sometimes end up so wrapped up in work and that sort of takes precedence over because you need money mm. to pay for things and stuff. And sometimes that you neglect the people you love a little bit and just get in the yeah. way and then we kind of lose sight of what's important, I know. But yeah, it, we, we, we do our best, don't we? We try, <laughs> we try. I think that's what's a good moral about this this film in its in mm-hmm. itself as well. Is I I associate people might slander me like oh Christmas is about Jesus and everything like that. However, people want to interpret it, but for me, Christmas is family. It's spending time with your loved ones that you haven't seen in a while. It's it's for celebration. It's for fun. It's for laughter and cheer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, in a weird roundabout way, gives you that in this film. It's telling him to slow down to wind down for Christmas, spend time with his loved ones and be there for the people that you care about the most. Mm-hmm. I think recently within this year, we've had quite a lot of things that have happened where it's opened our eyes to thinking, crap, not everyone's going to be here forever. So we have to spend time with your loved ones. Yep, you want to get your money in to be able to go on holiday and do all of this mm-hmm. fun stuff. But you also need to actually just enjoy the little things as well and value them while they're, yeah, absolutely. they're here. Yeah. And I think for me, that's something I've massively learned this year. And this kind of made it, not saying the bishop's wife's going anywhere. Well, she could have gone off with Dudley if she wanted to, even though yeah. Dudley's an angel. I, I don't th- I didn't really see it that way. I think it was just being, he's just charming self. And, I, I know, I mean, he definitely wanted her. Like, yeah. if he was a real man yeah. and wasn't an angel, he'd have been trying to steal yeah. his wife. But everyone else was seemingly, like, eyeballing him as well. Like, oh, he looks like handsome thing. What's... He doing with her kind of thing, like yeah. the little gossips and stuff. Oh, like, well, women are really bad about it, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. But also, it's a bit strange, like, she's been seen round with this brand new man. No one knows who he is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back then, everyone knew everybody. You know, it wasn't like it's nowadays. You can just walk past the street and not really realise who people are. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew everyone's business. It was a small enough town to be aware of and whisper behind each other's yeah. backs. And if a new man, well, let's say, for example, me, Okay, I'm, I'm your partner, but then I eventually go out with some random man every night on an evening. Mm-hmm. So first of all, he takes her out for dinner, which I don't know. I feel like that one-on-one man and woman relationship out on a meal is, is cast as a date, you know. Yeah, you can do it with your friends, but if it's got like a candlelight and got that kind of romantic atmosphere and what's quite uh, it, strange is she goes there with her husband because yeah, that's where she that's was where she proposed. Used to, yeah, used to. We're like, oh, we haven't been here in absolutely ages and it's kind of a sentimental value. 
It's like me taking someone to the old barn pole, (laughs) like where we got married. You know, it just feels a bit wrong, doesn't it? I get you. Yeah, yeah. And then he's pretty much there any moment when she wants something. So, for example, this hat, she keeps staring at it in the window. And she's one of those, like, typical me. Oh, I really want that, but I won't get it because it's too expensive or whatever. Mm -hmm. It won't suit me. Mm -hmm. And then someone, she's, like, in the window, oh, someone's taken the hat now. And it's like, I don't know, you know, like, a miss me opportunity. And then you want it even more because (laughs) you can't now actually have it. And then he steps in and says to the, or, like, shakes his head to the woman. like, nah, I don't look good on you. And, and so, then, therefore, she gets it, and like, there's your opportunity to get it now. Yeah, yeah. Before you get, yeah, don't miss the moment. Yeah, get it. But, so there's there's some things of that as well. I think in a subtle way, not just with material goods, but no, there is, yeah. and it's kind of highlighting like just take every opportunity you've got. You've only got one life. Mm-hmm. You live it to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. If you want that, you want it. But can we just talk about some like some of the effects in the film? Yeah, I was just going to go on to the, which kind of leads into it anyways, mm-hmm. the ice skating ones a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just because obviously that's one of the other things that he does with the bishop's wife. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of singing in the rain a little bit as well, but on ice skates, <laughs> because they do like performing a number mm-hmm. where... Obviously, Dudley is an angel, so he's going to be fantastic at ice skating, isn't he? He can do anything because he's an angel. And then Julia's not so great on the ice, but eventually becomes absolute pro. And we've got the taxi driver. Oh, my God. How amazing is he? Like, this, his stunt man within this, because he cannot skate for toffee, apparently. Mm-hmm. But clearly he can, but he's just making it look like he can't. Yeah. And that must be really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. True, it comes across as pretty well, doesn't it? And it's so comical and it's so funny and it's just, it doesn't feel like it's old or dated or anything like that. And then you have this wonderful little number where you know clearly... <laughs> there's, there's no singing involved. No. Mind. It's just it's literally just more like dance a dance chore- choreographed ice skating. But I think because yeah. it's two men and the woman in the middle, it just kind of reminds me of um, like the good morning. Dan- dancing on ice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of... And... The only thing I will say is obviously clearly sometimes the actors and actresses, just like when we watched Home Alone and he's going across his zip wire. <laughs> yeah, that you purposely do it from a far, far away shot or you sh- put them in shadow to like have them face the other way to say, like, you can, so that you know that's not actually Cary Grant skating around on the ice there. So yeah. to cover up that fact. So yeah, you, you kind of notice that a bit. But this is, this is because for every single film pretty much like there's always for I think any they just involved, cover it up a bit better yeah. nowadays but still for back in the day it wasn't that yeah. bad was it no no not to say that's just bad like oh that's obvious like it's t- in a terrible way that's <laughs> they we just yeah so the effects Matilda effects like... yeah 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 when he's like filing cards away that was that was pretty decent for, like when it he was, was doing I... that and it's like for the time like oh well, that's yeah I don't even know that's, how they've done that, that but I'm really I'm I was really impressed. impressed and the one that wasn't so good, but it's like, uh, whatever. Well, when they're doing the snowball fight, it's kind of like the ball kind of throws, but it's like not in, in a way that looks realistic enough. It's almost like almost like pulled on a wire. It feels yeah. like that way. It's like, oh, it's just going really slow. It's like, no, that doesn't work so well. But And also the, the things like when he meets that professor who's like, oh, I've been to Vienna, and he's like, Mm, do, I, do I know you from Vienna? Mm. He meets up with him and he keeps filling <gasps> his glass up with the wine. If only like that was like 
a bottle that you really liked yeah. and it just kept filling. But what was amazing about that story part was it still continued all the way through. So this guy just had this endless bottle of wine, basically, mm-hmm. and it just refilled every time it got empty. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine you wouldn't even yeah. have to buy any wine yeah. ever again. And that helped him out as well with that as well because he found this Roman coin that he had mm-hmm. and he found, like, there's actually a lot of history in this that pe- people don't know about and so that you could write your paper or your thesis or whatever yeah. are based up around that because he was sort of struggling as well. So he's not just helping out the bishop here, he's also helping out someone else along but the way. But I think because of the history, because... that made that coin more valuable, yeah. which then the professor gave to Henry mm-hmm. to put into the cathedral so he could actually make the cathedral into what he mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think the other couple of ones that were effects were, like, I've got written down where a t- the typewriter was sort of like typing itself. Yeah. For when you was like, so I... take notes on like, for this sermon. I feel like that must be in my head just looking at it because obviously this is done all, being done all on film. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody must be sat there doing the typing and then it's like must be like a, a layer over with another negative. Yeah, it must be. It must be to do with layers yeah. somehow, how they're layering this yeah. over to do these effects to maybe block out anyone actually. Yeah, because that's how you do like the split screen. You have like mm. a perfectly symmetrical or like, you know, like film it in the exact same lighting and everything. You stand, so for example, I stand in one corner of the room and then and then film myself on the other side of the room doing the conversation, whatever, mm-hmm. and then splice it together, like cut it in half or however. Yeah, or to, even to like make it, so that covering you, them up over yeah, one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. laying like, it like, up. Yeah, yeah. So to get, because obviously somebody is physically pressing that button. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I I wouldn't think it was somebody underneath and it pulling wires like that kind of thing because it wouldn't. I can't think it would work that way. Maybe it would mm-hmm. actually. Now you're saying that because that they do have. That's how the keys. So you can pull them and it probably would press down but, with where the type. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, it's really interesting. It comes across pretty well. And the other one, which is, at, I mean, obviously it's pretty gopping the the decorations on the tree. But again, I think for the time. Yeah. Because it was like similar to what was in a wonderful life as well, mm-hmm. where that that sort of like drape. Like, uh, what we call it tinsel but it's like stringy yeah like not water is it water like waterfall yeah like that kind of like dripping water kind of yeah thing it just kind of it's like someone's just like vomited onto it mm. with tinsel that's shredded yeah it doesn't look thing and that kind of just like appears oh no yeah yeah that must be in stages so yeah again it's, i'm thinking more like stop motion in my head yeah yeah that will that will probably be in that kind of way about it yeah yeah very clever it's, it doesn't look too dated, like with how the how they've no, done no. it. No, no, I wouldn't say so. That's what what's kind of impressive about it. Makes it magical, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yep. But on one of the amusing parts, which again <laughs> is quite subtle in a way, when the bishop is is having the meeting with Mrs. Hamilton about oh, the, yeah. the, about the church, and he's like so that it's like almost like Dudley's purposely made him so that he's he can't. He's got to stay at have that meeting with her, and so he has him stuck in the chair. And, I think and he's that's... like walking or always like trying to walk around with it. And it's a good lesson though, because yeah. it's like, well, you chose to go to see Mrs. Hamilton over going to see your old old church with your wife, and that and it's choir. You picked that, so I'm going to make sure that you have to suffer that basically, mm-hmm. instead of actually you know being where he wanted to be. I think it was like a lesson that he had to learn. Mm-hmm. Which was quite clever how he acted being stuck in the chair, you know, when you're not actually stuck in a chair. (laughs) 
There was one one part where I've got where like obviously he's having to show he's he's an angel to Henry, mm-hmm. and Henry's like, oh well, I'll lock the door. Right, go and show me like a miracle, essentially. Yeah, yeah, give me a miracle. Just build my cathedral now, basically for <laughs> me. But yeah, the miracle that he just shows is like, look, you locked the door and I can still open it and walk out and you've still got the key. And there's another part where it did make me, I can't remember the scene now, so I'm hoping you might, where um, Julia says she's feeling gay, feeling yeah. happy yeah, as yeah. well. Uh-huh. I think she's just brushing the hair and obviously she's been getting attention from Dudley and she's been doing whatever she wants to make her happy. But she feels quite happy and good about her- herself. And I think she's enjoying life a little bit more with Dudley around. I don't think it's anything wrong on her part. Like, I don't think she's fallen in love with Dudley or anything. But I think Dudley does make it sound like he... Somewhat smitten. Yes. But unintentionally. Yeah. I I don't... Yeah, I can't see it in a way that it's like, oh, he's kind of like creeping in and muscling in to try and like win her over. And I then think that's... he's doing that to make Henry not... jealous. I think he's doing it to make Henry realise yeah. what he's missing out on. Yeah, but if... The, because of the, the time period it it was set in and everything, I think it's it and especially it's Christmas themed. It wouldn't be coming across as what as a, a mean spirited way of like trying to I'm going to take your wife away from you without you know and then she falls in love with him, leaves the bishop or anything like that. I don't think it's that, but it could you know if it was done to modern standards, it probably would have some kind of stupid way of going about it nowadays. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I really do agree. I think one of the things, though, that another moral, I suppose, is f- from the obviously the ice skating scene. The 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 cab driver Sylvester, he's called, and I think he says something like, "He's you know, he's, you've restored my faith in human nature." Mm-hmm. And so there's something to take away from that as well, because you know if you do good deeds and stuff, and it's like they should come back to you. Yeah. I think as well also with Mrs. Hamilton. So um, Dudley actually gets under her skin a little bit and kind of makes her become like a human again, in a sense. So, for example... Yeah, under under her skin in a good way, not like... Yeah, not in a bad way, no. So he kind of unravels why she's the way she is. Like, she actually loved a a poor man Mm. called Alan and didn't want to marry him because she wanted a more luxurious life. So she married her husband she's now widowed to and i think she's never loved him she just married him for the money aspect of it and now wants to build a cathedral just to honor him really because of the lifestyle that mm-hmm. she's she's had i think that's quite sad to never have actually fallen in love with your true love and just to sacrifice money and wealth because money and wealth don't give you the happiness and i think that's kind of that moral there yeah we can't buy you that yeah and even more touching for her is the fact Dudley finds the sheet music that like only her husband had. Yeah. And obviously it was locked away in this box and everything, so no one could have accessed it. And that she's like, Oh, like sort of touched by that. So it's like a such a spiritual experience for her to like sort of like changed that's helped change her mind, like make her a bit more open and kind hearted. Mm-hmm. Really about the, the you know, reflecting on the past. Makes her want and, to yeah. not really have the cathedral as grandeur and give the money to the poor and homeless really because she realized that the guy that she did love was poor mm-hmm. and you know if somebody had done that she might have actually been with him if the money had actually been somebody could have helped him so we do get a, a moment where henry is absolutely getting beside himself with dudley to like you you just ruining my life you've not you've not actually helped me there's no cathedral there's no nothing you all you're doing is stealing my wife 
you know, Angel whatsoever. And this is where Dudley's like, right, then fine, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And you see the impact on how massively Julia and Zuzu or Debbie. If Matilda's quite upset by it as well. Like, yeah. Everyone feels a bit lost, a bit like, you know, it's a wonderful life. Mm. When, but obviously they, in that film, they have no idea that he doesn't George is not existing. existing. Whereas they feel the impact. Again, the you don't know what you got till it's gone type of... Just how uh, you'd feel if I was no <laughs> longer around, yeah? Yeah. Thanks. Eventually does come back to Dudley and basically says his farewells. He said that basically in... A mortal world, you won't come back twice to the same same place, so they wouldn't probably see him again. Yeah, now that he's achieved what he's done, he'd be helping somebody else in somewhere. But whether he'd come back as the same person exactly, you know, like you'd say, like would he be Cary Grant in that form, or would he be it'd be just somebody else, or what, or just he, get his wings in that be that? Well, he does say he envies a mortal, mm. which is a dangerous kind of kind of thing because so he does actually envy Henry in the fact that he's got Julia and a family and he does yeah. want that and I think he does actually People have some about yeah some feeling towards Julia because he does say kiss her for me Henry so mm. obviously he's a if he was alive I think Henry might have something to worry about. No yeah, it's just it's quite sweet. I think the the fact that being like sort of like a helping hand, a guiding light for people in all mm. these scenarios, not just obviously like even from the beginning when it's like Helping this, it's a blind man, isn't it, across the street yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and just like kind gestures like, like people. Sh- when are we try to do, but you know, like we feel like we should do more of, you know, like, to help people out. It's just little things that go mm-hmm. a long way, really. But the, I think another part of the the film as well, like it's mentioned about angels there to be like a thought of achievement, so that you, they're sort of like almost like whispering you to do something. It's like, oh, I thought of this great yeah. idea. You know, that's how you have those moments, so we could all have little angels whispering in our ears. We have a little devil as well yeah. on the other side, yeah. like the cartoons. That, I guess that's that comes from, but in a sense, but um, yeah. I think after we watched this, I felt really fuzzy inside. I felt it gave me everything I, I needed. It was mm. it was lovely. Mm. I, I feel like it was definitely a Christmas film, but also really morally driven mm. and just felt like a really uplifting film. Yeah. Because at the very end, when they have like the midnight mass as well, Christmas Eve, and he tells a story of, that he wrote early on with the typewriter, and yeah. so he's reading it back, and it's like, oh, I, I didn't guess I wrote this, but <laughs> yeah. It's so it's in the, the fact of like the, you know, thought of achievement that he's done. It's like, and it's probably I don't hear it all, but we kind of hear snippets, and it sounds like yeah, it's going to be something that means a lot to to people and have that impact and stuff, and then Gary. Grant just like walks away in the the snow and that's that's it and film yeah no it's yeah so it's it's really like gives you sort of like that old styly Christmas vibes mm-hmm. which I I tend to prefer anyway rather than just these silly ones that are just <sighs> trying to be comedic for the sake of it mm. really no. and well you know me with comedies I don't well, really yeah well I take you back to Christmas and the Cranks but you know. <laughs> I feel like it's nostalgia. If yeah, it, if, yeah. I can imagine if I started watching that now, I'd probably yeah, hate it. Yeah. But I think it is because I've grown You're up with it. Too far in. Yeah. <laughs> um, poor, poor person. <laughs> but this is absolutely stunningly beautiful. It really is. Mm. Is it better than A Wonderful Life? I feel like it's on a par. 
Mm. But still, a wonderful life. Oh, it just gets me more. It tears me up. It it really chokes me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually cried at this one. No, if anything, no, I just I felt say, like yeah. I enjoyed it and it felt fluffy and nice inside. No, I wholeheartedly agree on that. It's like, like you know, the joke before, like it's a wonderful life light version. Yeah, really, just like a follow up to that would a, a good accompaniment. Really? Yeah, if you can't handle a wonderful life when you want to be sobbing into some tissues, (laughs) then this would be the alternative, I guess, to give you that vibe and feel. I think it's probably a bit harder to come by, to be fair. We managed to find it on Amazon Prime, but Mm. um, I don't think it's one that's annoyingly easy to get hold of, I think, otherwise. But you can have a look around and see where, obviously, different countries have platforms where it's available to rent or something, probably, but to get a disc off, I think would be annoyingly tricky, I imagine. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. of the age of it. Yeah, certain things. Obviously, where Wonderful Life is just everywhere now. It's become I that. think it's because it's so iconic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll go for my score first this time around. Interesting. Um, so it's going to be more of a runner-up to like what, what It's Wonderful Life is. I know we keep saying that, banging that. <laughs> drum don't we but what's a wonderful life i don't know what that film yes. is and for a first watch i definitely would watch it again mm-hmm. if it was Agreed. available to to find who knows next year it might not be but anyway oh. we'll, we'll see depending on the platform but i'm going to give it a nine out of ten Woo! that's good for a christmas film there's a lot, lot of value in it a lot of things to take away mm-hmm. from it that you can apply to your own lives or try to as best you can but yeah i know we all get wrapped up in our own problems sometimes, but it's sometimes good to reflect on what you've got and enjoy, especially at the Christmas period as well, which I think is kind of what it's trying to hone in on in this film. So, what about you? So, obviously, it is no It's a Wonderful Life, but it I have to score this in, in its own right. I can't compare it to It's a Wonderful Life because mm-hmm. it is, yes, it has things that are similar and it has similar actors and, you know, within it, but... It is its own film. And if I didn't love It's a Wonderful Life so much, I probably wouldn't be doing the comparisons. And comparing it to It's a Wonderful Life is a compliment in its in its own right. Because I am, I don't know, I think I'm an old lady disguised in a young woman's <laughs> body. I really love these kind of films. I've really found my niche now from us doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. My favourite film is Singing in the Rain. I think then probably It's a Wonderful Life would be my favourite Christmas film. Mm. The Grinch yeah. is definitely up there, but <laughs> I don't know. But the same, it's it's just different. It, it uh, can't be in the same yeah. bracket, but it's just it. The both tens, and I feel like I'd be unfair to not give this a ten. To to be honest, I absolutely loved it. I felt so good watching it afterwards. I felt so happy, so fuzzy, and I think that's what you want from a Christmas film. You want to feel fluffy and happy, and I think it's a wonderful life ends somewhat that way but you've got a box of tissues and you're sobbing whereas if you don't want the tears then yeah. this is a film for you to watch you know like it's it's one of those which will make you feel good and make you happy and that's what a Christmas film should do but it also gives you the morals and meanings that you need yeah exactly but in a nicer dose whereas It's a Wonderful Life is like quite dark actually when you think about it yeah even from the beginning really mm-hmm. so, but yeah that's just how it is. It's just showing the cruel yeah. way of life, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But well, yeah, definitely a 10. All right. Well, in, funnily enough, you were saying about the, oh, the scoring of like what 
what you give turns and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a, I thought I might as well say like a preemptively saying about how what I wanted to do for the retrospective at the end of this year for you to come back to me with what obviously from maybe particularly from the films that we've covered through the years that we've been, we've been doing this and see if you can put together a top 10 like a, okay like you know like I would have a top 10 of films that I really is this love. of what we've re- re- done podcast wise or uh, well no not necessarily because obviously we haven't covered it's wonderful life as a podcast episode but no. yeah you've really like that film so okay. that yeah so in uh, for you to go and uh, of all I guess all films really as well but mm-hmm. obviously it's a lot easier to look back on what you've given tens from yeah, our episodes help. and go yeah. oh yeah oh yeah yeah remember that because I'm, I'm forever doing things like that as well like when okay. I, oh, what films have I seen like it missing off the list and, oh yeah yeah but, well yeah, yeah you, your list would be like yeah, top yeah. 100 or top <laughs> yeah yeah 50 I don't say, yeah, it's be tricky to do <laughs> top 100 even 50 to be fair there's so many but if you knuckle down and think about it it's, it's easy to somewhat put a top 10 together then so nice sounds so. good so be on the lookout for that in a couple of weeks' time. Stop already talking about it when it's not Christmas anymore. <laughs> really been enjoying this Christmas yeah. special so far. It's been really good. Yeah. Solid films. We'll have one more next time, mm-hmm. which should, fingers crossed, all work out and be a, another good one as well. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So thank you to our patrons. I hope you've enjoyed... Well, everybody's enjoyed it, but I hope patrons, especially because they picked it, enjoyed our episode. I just want to say a big thank you to all of our patrons for picking it and supporting us and giving us the love and gratitude that they they do by being part of our Patreon family. So if you do want to be a patron, it only costs £1 or $1.50. And basically what you do get is a shout out every episode and a vote for a film once a month. Sorry, you've already missed a Christmas special, but now you'll have to start in the new year if you do want to do one. And you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash sbfilmviewers. So our trusty Patreons are... Well, we should just, first of all, if if anyone's wondering why we've got such croaky voices today and we've been trying as best, it's probably because we've just been to a wedding and we've been screaming and cheering and singing. Singing along, yep. So this is the following day when we recorded this. Yeah. So our wonderful friends, Alex and Shani, have now hitched. They're on a wonderful honeymoon somewhere probably by now when when this drops. And it was a lovely day, wasn't it? They'd, oh, God, the weather was horrendous, but bless them, they embraced it and they've mm-hmm. had a wonderful, wonderful day. day. Yeah, that's all that matters, yeah. So please give your love to Alex and Shani, the newlyweds. Alex, you can find him on Desperately Seeking Username on Instagram. And Shani, you can find as S-D-O-G. I don't know if that's going to change since she's now a married woman. Because <laughs> now she's got her name has changed. So we'll see. So yeah, if you do want to go follow them, congratulate them, then please do do that. Next, we've got our friend Gren, who is also on Instagram and goes under the username cgren underscore draw on Instagram. We've then got Jonesy which is under the handle Weight Loss Jonesy, and Emma under the handle M underscore Hayton. They've only recently got a new puppy, so if you're wanting to see little Jack Russell spam, then definitely go check their pages out. <laughs> You'll get to see beautiful Lenny. We've got our podcast friends who are Ben from Film Floggers, 
Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film, and Nico from The Good, The Bad and The Weird podcast. And lastly, but not least, my wonderful mum, who bless her, she's just a little saint, really, isn't she, with everything she picks. So, yeah, if you do want to be a patron, please do join our little patron family. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear some more episodes, you can do so by going over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. And also be sure to leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, and wherever else they do the scoring system. So if you haven't already, then a pre-Christmas present to me and Paul would be that you would lovely, lovely, <laughs> want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, all that jazz. Give us follows, likes, comments, and all the love and support that we would like at Christmas. That would be the best Christmas present for us, apart from being a patron, of course. So if you do want to find us on social media, we're under the handle SP underscore film viewers on all platforms, and if you search them in, you'll find us. Yep, that's everything. And next time, as I say, we'll be be a special one i'm really looking forward to a special to it. guest so keep tuned in yep. because it's should be a good one should be a good one so thank you very much for listening once again and we will speak to you next time speak to you next time bye now bye 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 bye, bye.